Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to WrestleWolf. This is AEW Weekly. I'm Dr. Damian Gibson. And uh, not joining me this week is uh, the man who only deals in kayfabe, Matthew Kayfabe. Uh, he's having a little week off from the dynamite. Sour. So uh, you've just got me. So we're going to try and uh, we're doing an actual video presentation here. Uh, I made a video God, six months ago, I think, when we started this saying there will be video content and um, it's just sort of been, I think it's really just been the two of us being too nervous to really put our face on on your TV slash phone slash tablet slash wherever you're watching this. Uh, so here we go. Uh, is my fragile uh, ego ready for the YouTube comments? Probably not, but we'll do it anyway. Uh, let's get into this week's Dynamite uh, Hangman Page and Matt Hardy get the win over TH2 with a twist of fate. Big Money Matt crows over how much money Hangman is going to make and therefore so is Big Money Matt because he thinks that he is Hangman's manager. Just quickly, we need to make a uh, an apology. Matt and I both missed Hangman Page swapping out the contracts last week. So if there was a period of time where we were talking about like, oh, no, Hangman's part of Matt Hardy's stable, and you were like, no, he isn't, you morons. You were right. We were wrong. <laughs> it's amazing that both of us missed it. Uh, and, yeah, shout out to much more professional YouTube channels in Cultaholic and uh, What Culture that pointed out that they, you know, that something had actually happened on film. And, um, yeah, we apologize again. Uh, 
Hangman says that just like us, Matt should have uh, read the contract. Matt says that he hasn't. He sent it to his lawyer. All of a sudden, the Jacksonville Jag comes out to present the contract to, to Matt Hardy. Uh, Matt reads the contract and finds out that it's a match at Revolution uh, and that uh, all of Matt's earnings for the first quarter of 2021 are on the line. Uh, it's uh, it's a money match. And um, this was said as if this was an old school trope that I should know about. It's not something that I know about. I'm not sure if Matt would have, but uh, the Jags starts uh, beating up Hangman. Uh, he takes his head off and it's Isaiah Cassidy from uh, Private Party. Uh, Big Money Matt says that he'll give TH to $3,700 to beat up Hangman. Uh, then the uh, Dark Order come in for the save. This is usually the part where I ask Matt what he thinks. Uh, obviously, he is not here. Um, I'll try and be not so adversarial towards the Dark Order. Um, I-, I thought this was fine. Um, I understand that Hangman Page can't be in the uh, top of the bracket at the moment as far as the card is concerned. It doesn't make it any more disappointing for me when he's in the mid card uh, doing this kind of stuff. Um, I know there could be an argument to be made that like, hey, he's working with a legend and uh, Hall of Famer and he's you know also working with the hottest uh, faction in wrestling, one of, uh, in the Dark Order. But uh, it just it feels very much like a mid-card uh, story and I think Handman Page is probably a little bit better than that. But people seem to be enjoying it, so that's great. Uh, <laughs> so unconvincing. Uh, we cut to the backstage area where Alex Marvez, who is my new favorite person in wrestling, is interviewing the Inner Circle. Uh, Santana and Ortiz point out that their title shot tonight is the first shot they've had as a tag team in the 18 months that they've been with AEW. MJF, of course, then interrupts, calls out Sammy Jericho, who seems very upset, tells MJF to shut up and says that he's angry. Uh, he's angry. <laughs> he's angry with MJF, uh, but Sammy is dead to him. Uh, and then he storms off, saying to the inner circle, let's go win some titles. Uh, yeah, this, um, yeah, there's a theory. Simon Miller's put a theory out there that MJF and Sammy are in cahoots and that they're going to take over the inner circle. I don't, I, I really like his theory, but I don't think it, I don't think that's going to happen each week. I think more and more MJF's going to stab Jericho in the back uh, and Jericho will be pushed out of the inner circle um, at a time that's probably convenient for him once he, you know, not to get too much into it, but Jericho's shown that he doesn't really care that much about the virus and stuff. So I think he's the kind of person that like, as soon as things start opening up, he'll be on tour with Fozzie. He'll be going to Japan. He'll be <laughs> doing whatever. Um, so I can see it being convenient for him to leave the inner circle. MJF takes over Sammy Guevara is a, you know, white meat baby face. Everyone wins. Uh, next up, Riho gets the win over Serena Deeb. In, this was a fantastic match, genuinely a fantastic wrestling match. I really hope we get to see Riho and Thunder Rosa on Dynamite and not on YouTube uh, or actually on Bleacher Report's website. Tony Khan dropped a, a tweet this morning saying that's where we can find it. And there was a lot of backlash uh, towards Tony's tweet. So maybe they'll change that. 
uh, Tony's argument was that, you know, even more people can see it um, because you don't have to pay for it. You know, in the States, people get Dynamite for free if they've got cable. But outside of America, you have to pay to get Dynamite. So Tony's argument was, you know, you can watch it for free on the internet. Um, but people really want to see it on Dynamite. So I can I can see both sides. I personally think for the brand and for the women's division, it's great to have it on Dynamite because when that match happens, I mean, Riho and, and, and Thunder Rosa may be the, um, they may be the best two female wrestlers going around, arguably, you know, they'd both be in the conversation and they've copped a lot of flack about their women's division. So it would be good to see them on Dynamite. So the women's division is raised up. I mean, if I'm being, being, Blunt, I, I think this is a headlining match. And um, I'm kind of surprised it's been, you know, it feels like, and, you know, if Twitter's any a gauge, it feels like to a lot of people this match has been, or this whole tournament, this women's uh, tournament for the number one contender for the AEW belt has been relegated uh, again. Um, it was kind of, it's getting harder and harder to defend AEW's booking of their women's division. Um, you could probably excuse it previously when there were only, you know, maybe four or five, six girls who you could put on TV continuously who had AEW contracts. But when they put so much effort into this uh, into this tournament and getting high-caliber wrestlers involved in it and then to just shove it off onto the web, it just... You know, if nothing else, like kayfabe wise, storyline wise, it feels unimportant because it's not on the main show. If it's not on the main show, then it's not important. You know, you take a match like this, you put it as the main event, it makes it important. So a little disappointing. Good to see Riho get the win. Um, Serena Deep supposedly has a, a legitimate knee injury and a kayfabe knee injury, so we might not see the NWA women's champion for a little bit, which is a shame because she's doing some great work. Uh, next up, Orange Cassidy gets a win over Luther uh, with the Orange Punch. Um, yeah. Uh, we cut to the ring. Team Taz straight out. Team Sa- uh, Taz says that uh, all week, all he's heard is that Sting's going to call him out. Uh, and uh, Taz says, well, here we are. Where's Sting? Sting appears. Taz says you can't do anything without that bat. Sting's obviously got his baseball bat with him. Uh, Sting throws his bat to the ground, uh, takes his jacket off, and he's ready to go. He punches Brian Cage in the face. Team Taz gets uh, overpower him. It's a three-on-one situation. Brian Cage power bombs Sting to hell <laughs> through the. This was a huge power bomb. Supposedly the first bump uh, in ring bump that Sting has taken in six years. Um, yeah, I've I've really liked this. I thought Brian Cage. Uh, I thought that like I thought that this put Brian Cage over, and um, more than more than anything he's done in AEW besides the maybe the surprise attack on John Moxley in the car park, but. Um, I really like this. I thought it. I thought it built up uh, Team Taz. We've had, you know, a period of a month where the baby, like you know, the surprise, like they were feeding off Sting showing up, uh, which is 
fine. You know, that's a huge signing. So, you know, milk that for all it's worth. And now we're getting into the nitty gritty of the story of like these guys, Team Taz, they are assholes. <laughs> Last week they kidnapped Darby Allen in a body bag and dragged him around a car park and stuff, which is, which is even for, you know, even outside of wrestling, that's pretty brutal. You see that on the wire or something, you'd be like, Jesus. Um, so I, w- I was really happy with this uh, with this promo. I was all in. I I feel like most people are like, oh, God, I just want this feud and match to be really good so I, it doesn't affect my uh, feelings towards Sting. I don't think it will. Um, and, and I was happy that uh, it's just a little thing, but I was happy that Team Taz, uh, that, sorry, that Taz was the only one speaking for Team Taz. I know Ricky Starks is in there and they want to give him experience in cutting promos, but it it makes, I've spoken about it before, it makes no sense to have both of them sort of doing the same promo one after each other. Uh, next up, Eddie Kingston explains why he has set up the three-way uh, or three-man tag match with himself and Butcher and the Blade versus Lance Archer, John Moxley and Ray Phoenix later in the um, show. Uh, we get the kindergarten. <laughs> we cut to a kindergarten where Kenny Omega reads a story from the Young Bucks uh, book to the kids. Um, I was going to ask Matt if we're seeing a slight face, to, like if there's still slight face tendencies here from Kenny Omega, which I really don't want to see. Like I want him to be a pure arsehole. Um even to the Bucks and the Good Brothers and stuff, like I, I just, you know, that that's who his character is at the moment. It just felt like in this episode there were a couple of times where he was like, oh, no, I'm still a good guy. You can't have, you know, it's way too early to turn him face. And, and if he's playing this much of a heel, you can't have him being wishy-washy. I know people would be like, oh, well, you know, there's elements of great, but fuck that, it's wrestling. Uh the uh, Young Bucks retain the AEW Tag Team titles uh, with an inside cradle. Uh, this was a pretty good match. Um, I think we're, we're gearing up for Young Bucks versus uh, Jericho and MGF at uh, title match at Revolution, uh, which is cool. I we've spoke, Matt and I in the past have spoken a lot about the booking of Santana and Ortiz and how it probably hasn't been... Um, it's probably not what Matt and I would have done with Santana and Ortiz. And I'm just hoping that, uh, you know, I mean, they've been top of the card. They're in the inner circle. They've been handpicked by Jericho. So it's not like they're not TH2, you know, they're not, uh, they're not sort of just languishing in the sort of mid card, getting beaten by dark order people and stuff that, you know, they are getting, they are, at the, you know, they are up there a bit, but I just sort of, you know, um, when Trent comes back, I'd like to see the best friends and Santana Ortiz have a, uh, you know, feud again. Um, and for them to win the belt, I think they deserve it. I think they're a great tag team. They cut good promos. Uh, but anyway, speaking of great tag teams, FTR gets the win over the Seidel brothers. Uh, FTR, after the match, are about to cut Mike, Se- Mike Seidel's hair. Uh, the arena goes dark. Jurassic Express are in the ring. They chase off FTR uh, and stand tall. I'm genuinely confused as to who's going to win this uh, 
feud now. I think I was like the whole time I've been like, oh, well, this is, you know, FTR are going to get put over here. And I think actually it might be Jurassic Express who get put over because FTR are big names. They can lose and it doesn't hurt them as much. Although I think, again, we need to get them in the title picture and get the belts on them and off the bucks. Um, you know, I'm not saying tomorrow, but, you know, three months' time or something like that. Uh, I just, I don't know, it just feels more legitimate on FTR. I, I just, I think I enjoy FTR more than I enjoy the Young Bucks, even though I did award the Young Bucks uh, Tag Team of the Year last year. It was kind of hard not to. Uh, but m- me personally, I, th- I would, uh, I'd be preferring FTR. Um, but I think Jurassic I think Jurassic Express are going to get put over in this feud, which I'm cool with. I think uh, Jungle Boy and, and Luchasaurus are a really cool tag team. I think both of them have the ability to become single stars. So um, I saw I saw Luchasaurus without a mask during the week for the first time, and oh, man, is he a good-looking dude. Uh, so, you know, like you know, if he was in WWE, oh, man, that mask would be coming off so quickly. He'd be on the front of every cereal box in the nation. Uh, next up, John Moxley gets the win with a paradigm shift. Um, uh, he was in a tag team with Ray Phoenix and Lance Archer over Eddie Kingston, Butcher and the Blade. Uh, after the match, the Good Brothers come to the ring and beat down Mox. Uh, Kenny arrives at the ring with a contract from their last match saying that he knows that there is a rematch clause and he will grant him the match at Revolution, but he will pick the stipulation and it will be an exploding barbed wire death match. Uh, Mox headbutts Kenny Omega, which I assume means yes, uh, while being uh, re, uh, restrained by the Good Brothers. Uh, Kenny gets mad uh, and it's the trigger city. Um we zoom in on Kenny standing tall, and that is the end of the show, my children. Um, does John Moxley win the AEW title back at uh, Revolution? Especially saying this is a death match. That was my question to Matt. Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think uh, I think this will be a way to for Kenny to kill John and John will go off and do some stuff in Japan for a bit. He's also going to be a daddy soon. So I assume he'll be taking some time off some paternal leave. Um, and I think it's kind of, it would be kind of regressive to have Mox win the title again. Um, even though he's kind of, he's your biggest star for outsiders from the, you know, the way that you're going to get people to watch the show is to have a good wrestling show. And the best storyline is for Kenny Omega to beat John Moxley again um, and carry on being this just vicious dickhead of a heel. <laughs> um, and, uh, and for Hangman Page to come after him in what well, I'm hoping in two weeks time, but you know, six months, 12 months, however long you want to do it. Um it's a strange stipulation for Kenny Omega, though, right? Like this is a this is John Moxley's match, like a barb exploding barbed wire match. I mean, this is this is a death match. That's John Moxley's thing. That's where he came from. So, um, yeah, pretty exciting. Um, I love hardcore wrestling, and and I haven't watched a lot of death match wrestling, so I don't want to say that I'm into it and then get attacked from all sides from 
actual proper deathmatch fans. But I'm interested to see what they do with this. Um, I th- I genuinely think that this is a way to get eyeballs back on wrestling is to be doing this kind of wrestling. I mean, you think about like what made people excited about wrestling in the late nineties. It was the advent of ECW and hardcore wrestling that preceded the attitude era and NWO or NWO and then attitude era. Uh, I mean, it's around the same time. You guys know what I mean. It's, we haven't seen that kind of stuff. Um for a long time and i think doing it gives aw a way to differentiate itself from wwe i mean they do that a lot already with sort of more independent style wrestling compared to the very wwe american style that they do um but yeah i mean i love john moxley but i don't i think i agree with matt i don't know if i like him as a champion i don't know if it sits you know i mean it's good for him to win it, but I think he's one of those guys where you want to kind of try and take the title off him, uh, not immediately, but you know you don't want to give him more than six months because like ultimately you want the you want the baby faces to be chasing the title because then when they do win it, it's so sweet, you know. Anyway, uh, that's enough wrestling lessons for today, children. Um, I'm going to leave it there because obviously this is a new format, and um, you know I'm got a fair amount of stuff that I I need to do with it so I'm just going to keep it short Uh, but thank you for uh, tuning in or uh, listening via the podcast Uh, if you're watching this click the little subscribe button it'll be down here somewhere Uh, the bell notifications bell hit that bell babe Um, and uh, yeah we're going to try and get more video content out Uh, for our loyal podcast listeners uh, just keep rating reviewing it telling your friends uh we're incrementally getting more listeners every month and that's because of you guys that literally has you know i mean obviously we make the podcast but we we don't have the money to be splashing around huge ads and and long-running ads and all that kind of thing so the listeners we do get is almost always because of you guys and matt and i are so appreciative of that so uh anyway until next time brother friends pepe is dead <laughs>